Hi guys, welcome back to the last episode of a series of Tales from Emerald Rock. Now I hope you've enjoyed this podcast journey as much as me, but sadly all good, good things must come to an end. When you see me on Radio 1 in a few years, remember this was my humble origins. Well, joking aside, thank you so much for listening this far into the series, and as a way of thanking you, I thought this episode would be slightly different. Instead of being about a famous family of Montserrat or a famous figure, this episode will be focused on me. In particular, what I have struggled with the most in this project. So, when I started this project, as the criteria was incre- incredibly broad, and I felt I knew nothing as it was relatively early on in the first semester, semester when I started thinking what to do. I was originally was drawn to draw, doing a research project on the alcohol trade in Barbados, in particular focusing on the drink Kill Devil, which was made by locals from the remaining materials from making sugar. I wanted to do this because, as all writers do, is write what you know. And also, as I was researching this, I looked down at my hand and I was holding a beer. And I thought, I know alcohol. However, as I began researching it, I quickly realised this had been explored extensively by numerous scholars and it would be impossible to make a substantial contribution to the space without dedicating years to studying it. Sadly, I didn't have this time, so I dropped the idea. Now, it was around mid-November where I finally decided that I wanted to do a project on the Irish and the Caribbean. As my tutor Sarah Barber suggested doing something on Irish people, as it is relatively under research and because of my Irish last name. This was a perfect idea for me, as not only does Irish history fascinate me, but it was something completely new which I had never even considered doing. I quickly dove into learning about Irish people in the Caribbean. My project flipped flopped from the Irish slave trade to tracing the origins of a red leg community on Barbados, to finally settling on the Irish of Montserrat. This particularly spoke out to me where the others didn't as not only did it have a rich Irish past in Montserrat, but its impact can still be seen today. And as I read articles on Messenger, Pulsifer and Fergus, it became incredibly clear that this would be the research project for me. I slowly fell in love with this island and its melting pot of identities, which was only epitomised to me personally by St. Patrick's Day on the island, where on one end of the spectrum there was an organised Irish pub crawl, and on the other side, there was a masquerade dance to celebrate the African emancipation from slavery. This duality between nationalities and identities drew me in. I just couldn't believe it. And so I threw myself head in and went to learn as much as possible about it. Now, this was only cemented in my mind to be my project. As by the start of January, uh, when I began delving deep into the Irish presence in the 17th century, they started by reading the book If the Irish Ran the World by Akerson which gave a societal overview of Irish society and Montserrat. It simply explained the presence of Irish and intrigued me further. This interest only deepened as I read everyday life in the early English Caribbean, subjects without an empire, activity of Irish priests in the West Indies, and many more books. However, whilst finding secondary sources seemed extremely easy, when it came to mid-February and I was looking for primary sources, I struggled, as every time I looked at Montserrat, Montserrat archives, it would hold very limited information from the 17th century. I quickly came to learn that Montserrat suffered intensely in the 17th century from privateer attacks, invasions, and most importantly, natural disasters. This meant that many of the original documents were lost. Crestfallen, I felt I had wasted my time, yet lucky I had a meeting with my tutor again, and Bar- Sarah Barber encouraged me to look at Aubrey Gwynn's archive, which recorded many of the documents which were destroyed uh, in a hurricane in the 20th century. From this, I was able to find key words to search for British history online and find more and more primary sources, mainly from colonial reports 
uh, to the Council of Trade of Plantations. Finally, I stumbled across some unique sources such as Pelopote's diary, which gave a different point of view on Montserrat, which made me have a more complete overview um, of Montserrat. Finally, by the end of March, I completed most of my reading of the topic, but for, for that month, I wasn't able to do much research as my dissertation took over my life, which stored all my plans. When I finished my dissertation in mid-April, I started to think about how I wanted to present all my research uh, for this project. At this time, I had amassed over 50 pages on the Irish and Montserrat, and I couldn't think of a way to present it, it and include all my research, and I didn't want to do another dissertation-style essay, as I am very dyslexic. And learning from my dissertation, I thought this wouldn't be the best way to express all the effort I put into it. And instead, I wanted to go down a more creative route, which I could have more fun with. This is why I came up with the idea of doing a virtual exhibition on the lives of monsterations, and it would cover three main themes of society, politics, economy, and society. The focus of this was making it interactive and as engaging as possible. This meant including many interactive features and images. I first created an interactive timeline, and then I created an interactive map of Montserrat. As I was creating my virtual exhibit, I realised it wasn't able to encompass all my research, especially as I wanted my exhibit to be brief and fun, not too loaded with details and facts. So I was having these thoughts in my head in late April. I was listening to a podcast, and I was thinking, this is an awesome way to relay information, and it would allow me to pick up a few topics or figures within Montserrat's history, and go into great detail into them, to show off my vast knowledge on the subject. So, this was perfect for what I wanted, and instantly I began writing different scripts, each one focusing specifically on engaging and analysing 17th century primary sources. Although I didn't know what I was doing at the start, and many of these scripts never made it into podcasts, after many searches on YouTube tutorials, it all became clear, and I quickly began to enjoy the process of making podcasts. Um, it allowed me to express myself in a concise way without having to worry about grammar or spelling. Although I found speaking into an empty room incredibly daunting, it was also very therapeutic, and I've, I've loved it. Um, I also found the writing process in the script really fun, uh, but the actual process of doing the podcast was quite hard as I was trying to think of a way to reference key sources without making the podcast too text heavy. Um, if you read, if you listen to my first podcast, it will explain what I did and hopefully uh, you enjoyed what I've done with it. Finally, before my, I had about two days before my deadline this year and I felt that there was something was missing. That's why I looked at some of the old projects from previous years. This inspired me to create a database on the three Leeward Islands which had the most mentions of Irish people on it. And I found that was Barbados, Montserrat, and St. Kitts or St. Christopher. In particular, it played on the idea of the British... In particular, I wanted to play on the idea on the British colonial thought that the Irish were untrustworthy and were constantly looking for an opportunity to portray Britain. And I wanted to show the scale of this sort of propaganda and how much it infiltrated the British Caribbean. So, I went through all my database of primary sources and use British History Online searching the parameters of the three islands for keywords such as papers, Irish, troublesome, French and evil. This eventually led to the creation of my searchable database of all the times that I could find that the Irish were listed as traitors or untrustworthy. This took up all my remaining days to complete. And then on the last day before I submitted it, I just worked on reading through everything, making last minute corrections, combining all the individual parts together so they fit seamlessly. 
So that's about it for my journey in this project. Uh, it's been a wild ride, and I hope you enjoy those a bit of the podcast episodes as much as I enjoyed making them. Uh, thanks for listening. See you later.